All right. Are you ready? I am ready. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the John Peckman Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Dave Kosminski, today, because uh, John is taking a little well-deserved vacation with his wife, Paula, so uh, I'm filling in for him today. And today we have one of Portland's own, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the course uh, director at Portland High School, Mr. Sam Tucker. Hi, Sam. How are we doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for coming down. I've been uh, we got Kristen on here, so uh, we got to get the chorus department on here. So that's Great. right. We're going to represent absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, you know, I was attended the choral a choral concert extravaganza last week. It was awesome, fantastic. Thank you very much. Great yep. job. Kudos to you and the whole staff. Uh, fantastic. So anyway, so a little bit. Uh, uh, Tell us how you got into the, uh, the the music business, so to speak, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, know. man. Uh, so I had a director in, um, in Clinton, uh, John Lamp, who pulled me basically into, into musicals. So I started doing musicals in second grade. Wow. Uh, did a lot of family theater, community theater, um, probably 20 different shows uh-huh. through high school. Um, and that kind of got me hooked. Uh, he pulled me into the chorus um, through that as well. Um, and I, I really, I was more into the musicals at the time. Um, and I did the chorus a little bit. I actually uh, quit chorus in eighth grade, uh-huh. uh, as, as is, is tends to be a thing. We're all figuring <laughs> things out in eighth grade. Yep, yep. Figure out what we're, where we're about and what we're not. So, But I came back in uh, freshman year, and now, ironically enough, I teach eighth grade. I teach seven through twelve. Uh, in Portland, so so what what was your career path through uh, through uh, you know grammar school, high school, and and, and going on to college? Um, with music, uh, pretty pretty much um, pretty much doing the musicals, doing the, the chorus. Um, I I got kind of hooked doing um, all states and regionals. Uh-huh. That really sent me in the direction that this was something I wanted to keep in my life. So okay. um, those musical experiences were just so. I, it, there was nothing like it. You have 200 people, 300 people in a room that are all top singers, top performers. Nice. Um, and it really uh, it makes makes a big difference. And I, I don't know, it had a big effect on me. So that led me to look for music education positions. So, um, okay. And went, where did you go to college? Went to school at BU. At BU. Okay. Yeah. So we up in Beantown. Yeah, we used to do um, we used to do the jazz festival in, in uh, Boston. Okay. Uh, with with the high school jazz band. And so I kind of fell in love with Boston a little bit. Um, my whole family went to Yukon and stuck within the state. Okay. Um, so of course I'm the youngest. I have to do something different. It, well, why not? You know, <laughs> and so forth. My, my daughter actually did her, uh, a, a, a graduate, uh, at BU and so forth. And yeah. as you know, David went to Berkeley. So yep. I'm very familiar with, with Boston. So all my money went to Boston. I'm <laughs> sure as well as your day. And so. mine continues to go to Boston. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So how was your experience at BU? I mean, that's a huge school. It is. Uh, it was great. Um, very different. I some of the kids at school talked to me about you know what, what was BU like, and it's definitely not your normal uh, you know football team community. Um, it's definitely more like you're kind of living in a city. It's, yeah. a, it's such a big school that it I is. think you end up you know you've, that whole thing where you sort of feel like you're by yourself in a big city. Yeah, it definitely was more like you're you're doing your own thing as okay. opposed to sure. Um, I was dating a girl at the time who was at UMass Amherst. Okay. So I would go over there on the weekends and, uh, that was a totally different vibe. I mean, it's sort of the Yukon vibe yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, that yeah, campus exactly, and exactly. 
but no, it was great. Um, it was it was sort of what I wanted to do, and you could go see live music and um, oh, Boston's a great city. Yeah, explore the city, yeah. see the Red Sox. Yeah, um, I know uh, Kristen is a avid Red Sox fan. Um, I I wasn't really following baseball to be honest with you until I got up to Boston. But you can't you can't not. It's follow infectious. It. It's infectious. And I I started following the 2003 season and. Uh, of course, that ended poorly with the Yankees taking over. So, watched every single game in 2004, and luckily enough, that was a good year to get totally hooked. So, there you go. Yeah, fantastic. So, yeah, <laughs> you get your T pass, and you're 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 good yeah, to go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, fantastic. So, great. Uh, so, so what year did you graduate up there? Uh, 2003. Okay, all right. So, graduated there. Um, did student teaching at Lexington, um, and then 2003 graduated and got a job in Hanson, Mass. Oh, okay. So stayed up there um, for nine years. I taught uh, middle school. It was mo- mainly a general music position. Okay. Um, six through eight. Mm-hmm. And had chorus on the side, and I was I was loving the chorus part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I actually would have probably would have stuck around in the in the Massachusetts area for a lo- while longer, but um, started dating um, somebody I knew back from high school. Somebody from my old uh, from. From Clinton, where okay. I grew up. Okay. And uh, we ended up uh, settling for a year in uh, Rhode Island and commuting back and forth, and that was not a great move because okay. you're commuting about an hour. So yeah, that led me to, to looking down in, in Connecticut area and okay. looking for a job. So sure, sure, that's great. Yeah. That's great. So you know, um, d- did you did you always look at, at, at coral positions? You know, when you were job hunting or yeah, definitely. Um, I, I technically I'm certified for uh, band and chorus, but yep. uh, there <laughs> there are tricks of the trade that you learn along the way, sure. and I don't know any of the band tricks of the trade. I I, I, I could I could. You know, I could fake it, you but get through. Yeah, but uh, I, I definitely would not do it justice the yeah. way that uh, that Kristen does. Yeah, so. she does a great job. Yeah, yeah she does. She so, so anyway, so you know, what, what's your secret? I know you're you uh, both you and Kristen have very very successful programs, um, you know, at, at Portland High, and and Portland is uh, is is proud to have you and, and so forth, and you've done phenomenal things uh, along the way, and you work you guys work well together uh, and complement one another. So, you know, as far as, you know, when you took over um, uh, at, at school, um, you know, did you decide to go in different directions than, than past uh, t- teachers or, you know, tell, tell, tell us your secret? Yeah, uh, man. Um, yeah, when I took over, I uh, we had had somebody in for a half a year yeah. um, that had uh, I think put some things together that had fallen apart before yeah. um, and really been pretty tough on the kids and working them hard and yeah. high expectations. And so when I came in, um, I was coming into a program that was kind of getting back, yeah. you know, back in really great shape. We, we were blessed, in, like you said, in Portland with a, with a great um, history of, of music in the schools. So so it, it, it's always been a really strong program. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a blessing there. Um but I think I, I, Kristen and I work really well together. We're, we're like a family. I think we try to have fun with the kids, um, try to get to know the kids. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of opportunity to mm-hmm. engage with, uh, in, with, with each individual. Um, we got a lot of great kids in town, so you get to know their backgrounds. And, yeah. and, um, and I think that I think you really have to have that comfort level with people to open up and be creative and make music. Sure. Particularly with singing, it's such a... Um, it's such a vulnerable thing to do. Right. Right. Uh, so you really have to be comfortable enough and feel, uh, you know, in, in, in a good mood and a good place. Like you want to contribute sure. and, and participate. So you know, when you, when you 
you know, start choosing repertoire for the year? How do you go about that? Do you get feedback from students? Do you, you know? Actually, um, we, we were just in acapella trying to figure out some songs for next year. Yeah, I, 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 um, I've tried to do it more recently with getting feedback from students. Okay. Uh, it is a it is a long and arduous process, and I, I'll tell you, I, I look at music um, pretty much year long, and it, <laughs> I've had a few summers where. Um, you know, they, they send these CDs of uh, the, the latest releases of choral music. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you, there is an awful lot of garbage out there. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that's not so good. Yeah, so yeah. you have to sift through a lot of that. Um, and then, of course, um, trying to figure out what's going to fit the singers we have. Right, right. Um, trying to think, find things that aren't too tough on the guys. I mean, we, we've got some strong tenors and basses, but um, we can't do three, four or five part harmony in the, in the tenors and basses. Right, right, right. So making sure it's a good arrangement that way. And then, uh, and then I really try to get a good variety of different types of music. So we have some classical and some jazz and some, mm -hmm. some a language piece. Um, one of my students was mentioning today that they, um, they love the language pieces and that's, that's my favorite thing. Okay. When you d define language pieces. So a anything in, in another language. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah. um, we haven't done a whole lot, but there's there's a lot of African pieces that have some fun rhythms and um, and sometimes, like I said, the, there's a lot of rough choral music out there. A lot of the choral music tends to be um, sometimes you get cheesy lyrics. Yeah, yeah. And you can have cheesy lyrics in another language, and you have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's, all, it's all about the pitches. So yeah. um, and and they have different rhythms and different tonalities and different. Um, it, it's just fun to expose yourself and expose the kids to the different music and the different cultures that are out there. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot out there besides just us. Well, that's the thing too. You know, you got to, to work with the strength of, uh, you know, your students as far as what, what they're capable of and what, uh, what is the good fit and good match as yeah. far as, you know, making things happen and I'll, you know, above all making it sound good, you know, that, right. that's the, you know, you know, there's, there's tricks to the trade to do that and you know them well, mm -hmm. you know, as far as that goes. But yeah. Um, you know, I know, um, you know, putting the choral uh, extravaganza together. When when do you start working on on the repertoire for that? Uh, I will. <laughs> no, you know what? I really try to have things, uh, some choices in place. I, I'm trying to do it by the end of the year. Okay. Um, I found several summers that I've been um, spending a lot of summertime going through choral music, and you're just not really in the mind frame in the summer. Yeah, yeah. So everything takes three times as long. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I, I'm the past few years have really been trying to get everything set by you know the the last day of school if right. I can if I can know the program for the the whole rest and then during the summer if you go through some stuff you see some some cool pieces you can swap some things out yeah yeah but at least if you have the bones um, before then it really lets me enjoy the summer and uh, know that things are pretty much in place yeah you, can, you know and then the back to school anxiety is a lot less uh, intense and. You know that transition from summer to, to school sometimes is tricky. So now, do you let students know? Uh, you know, the returning students know what you're thinking of for the next year. Or I haven't. Uh, but uh, last year we started singing a couple of the pieces for this year. Yeah. So I'm starting to I'm starting to include that in the uh, in the process. I think that helps. I mean, I think it just like I was saying for myself, it makes it easier to to go into the new school year. I think it helps when the kids know too. Right. Right. Um, right. Just to have a little bit of. Um, understanding of what you're what you're walking into when you, when well, you come in in September you know this thing and too with the, you know the, the town and so forth you have uh you know your 
obligations that you always show up for, for the tree lighting and for the Memorial Day parade yep. and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, when you're developing a repertoire and, you know, obviously doing it for so many years, you, you develop a book. Yes. Okay, so that, okay, what, what, mm-hmm. what songs am I going to pull out for this one? That's that right. One? And, and, and I, I heard from a teacher um, who told me, they try to choose 80 to 90% new music to avoid burnout kind of thing. Yep. And I've really tried to live by that because it, it, it does, uh, if, I, if I end up recycling some pieces, um, you c- they can get old really quick. You yep. just, we spend a lot of time on these pieces. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if I'm teaching two, three classes, we'll be going through those, uh, you know, three months three times a day, uh, you know, you better, you better like your music. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so I do try to choose some new stuff, but there, there are, there are some of those old standards that come around, uh, on a, on a three, four five year cycle. And, uh, and you definitely do have, have, it's nice to have that back catalog to, to refer to if you yeah. ever need something. Yeah. You pull it, pull it out of the sack. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. You know, when you start on a new piece, typically what's, what's the process? Do you, you, you start sectional rehearsals? Do you, uh, how, how does that fall into place? Yeah, we do a lot of sectional work. Um, I found, I, you know, teaching middle school first, uh, I was teaching, um, it was called an activity period course. Okay which was not ideal. Um, we met like once every six school days, okay. which often was, you know, almost two weeks yeah. and uh, maybe for 30, 40 minutes. And it's not uh, enough time. No, it really, and you're not retaining anything. Yeah. And uh, so, so really trying to hammer home the um, individual parts has become a really important thing. Cause otherwise right. you're just doing a sing along. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, yeah, we spend a lot of time at the beginning with individual p- parts and then once I feel like the kids are getting confident in those parts, we can start putting two together. We'll get tenor and bass together. We'll get soprano and alto together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once we're confident with that, we'll start putting the SATV together. And um, that's when we start making music. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, then you can start putting things like dynamics and, uh, you know, phrasing. and Yeah, you get um, all, all the color in it. Yeah, and I, I've been trying to do that in the part you know learning as well that helps if you can get it in early but um now is there one particular part that you always like to start off with you know whether it's soprano or whether it's bass or altos i tr- i try to mix it up because uh the kids the kids notice they say you know hey you you called on me 20 every day we're always sprinters are always first to pick those other guys okay <laughs> so i uh, you know i'll try to keep it I, I, I certainly don't keep it um uh, perfect, but I try to get the altos first and then the tenors first, and then I try to go in different orders and okay. you know different ways to keep it exciting. Sure, sure. Now um, I know uh, you know you you have uh, accompanists that normally you know play yeah for the concerts are those your those your ringers so to speak you know are, are you talking about kid accompanists no well both kid and you you bring in a few ringers every now and then you know keyboards. For- for um for piano for the concert we had Steve Pack is that we yes yes yeah Steve, yes. so Steve Pack had, had um he's been he had been accompanying us for since I got there two thousand yeah, yeah two thousand twelve yeah. um the beginning of this year is the first year we didn't have him yeah. right yeah yeah so he he has decided he's um he's trying to clear his schedule he's he's an avid golfer yeah yeah and uh you know he's he's decided he's gonna set your priority that's right that's right you know he he had a couple health health issues and he we, i think he wants to make sure he's keeping his uh schedule clear and well sarah and, filled in this year for her, right? uh she did in the musical in the yeah for the musical okay all right so yeah. sarah ketter our uh, middle school band director from last year 
um, who's she's now down in what old Lyme? Old Lyme, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. She came and played piano, um, but yeah, Pac Man was playing piano for the concerts and for the musicals for nice. for a long time. For a long and time. Uh, he played for the um, Music Boosters um, breakfast down here at the church. Okay, so he still makes uh, cameos every now and then. But yes, yes, yeah. yes. You know, well, yeah. I think uh, uh, one one of my students, uh, Philip Lachane, I think also. Plays yeah. Piano. Oh, Philip's a fabulous piano player. Yes. Yes. Fab. And and we, I think he was just playing for the um, the art uh, art show. Um, release. Yes, I'm saying that the wrong word, but um, yeah, yeah. Their their opening day celebration. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, we grab him every now and then for for some some performance opportunities. He's yeah, he's a I, fabulous. And I think in that place also. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the talented talented kids. Yeah. Uh, go from there. So you know, um, you know, going back to, to to you know working on the musicals. Um, we do musicals every other year. Is that what the the, the plan is? Uh, so we used to do them every other year. Um, Coming into the position in 2012, we started with Anything Goes, and then we did a play. We did um, Our Sick and Old Lace. Okay. And then we came back. I'm trying to think of what came after Our Sick. I think it might have been Oklahoma. I think you're right. Um, And it was at that point we started noticing that when you do it every other year, you're retraining everybody from scratch. And nobody really understands what's going on. Okay. you know, and what and what the end product is, right, right? And if you get them every year, you can get that mentorship of kids. Hey, these guys that did it last year; they can kind of you got a feeder system. Yeah, right? and they really yeah. help uh, inspire and recruit and yes, uh, and keep the whole thing going. So, um, so and, and sort of the same thing happened with COVID. We just missed. Uh, you know, we got Little Mermaid going, and we were a week from the show, and. and then, it all blew up. <laughs> exactly. The wheels came off. Man, and I, honestly, we're still recovering, but... Um, it's but taken a long time. It really has. Um, I, this is this is starting to feel normal. Yes. Um, getting that extravaganza in, like you mentioned, uh, we just did that on Wednesday, and um, we had the fifth grader, fifth and sixth graders for the first time since before COVID times. Yeah, yeah. And it was so nice to sing with all those kids uh, who I'm hoping were... We're getting hooked in music and they're seeing every, you know, you sing in that big ensemble with all the older kids and mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, um, yeah. so it was, it was great to get that back. And, and, and again, I think that that's going to help with recruitment and sure. Um, keeping the, keeping the music department solid. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you find that you have, um, um, I should say crossovers, you know, between band and music uh, where, where the, some of the band people go into chorus? Yeah. Th- that's my, that's my all time. So I'm a, um, I'm a doubler. Okay. Uh, I played trombone in high school. Okay. And um, and I, actually a little bit through college too. I still still have it. I still break it out every now and then. Yep. Yep. Um, my my director from when I was little, John Lampin Clinton, he had me playing some shows. Um, I haven't done it recently though. But yeah. But but I did both, and I truly believe that it just makes you a better musician. The well, it gives you the whole perspective. Of, yeah. You know, you know how all the pieces fit together in the puzzle, you know, because I th- yeah, I think you become a better reader with the instruments. And, right. uh, I think you, uh, with singing, it really requires you intonation and uh, phrasing and well, yeah. connection. And yeah, absolutely. You there's know. a lot. It, those, those doublers are, um, are oftentimes our strongest musicians. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's great. You know? Um, so, uh, have we picked out a musical for next year? <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. It's a hot topic question. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, ha- I have to be completely honest with you. Um, every year I have had 
an idea of what I wanted to do. And, you know, you'll have three or two, but I usually have one that I'm like leaning towards, you okay. know, 60%, 70%. Um, I am pretty blank slate right now. We're um, Alicia Miller uh, joined us last year. So for the past two years doing a co-director position. Okay. And that's really been helpful to have a whole nother um, perspective and uh, another set of hands to help out with sure. working with, all those actors and um, and getting the, the the show ready, so I'm tr we're trying to get a lot more input this year and uh, and make it more of a group group think decision. Right, right. Um, right. So we're gonna we're we're taking a time on it. Uh, and, and again, like you were asking about when we decide those things, we're, we're gonna probably have to get together sooner than later because yep. uh, we're gonna want to know and start planning and think about sets and yeah yeah all that good stuff. But uh, well, you know, we got you know graduation meeting coming up next week, so we gotta start figuring that out. Yeah. You know, it, as far as that goes. The, yeah. Oh, there's all kinds of this is the busy time. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes it is. Have you ever thought about you know doing uh you know, I, I had uh, some people that, that we I used to uh, back up a, a lot of the uh, Gilbert and Sullivan shows up in West Hartford. Have you ever yeah. thought about doing any of that? far as that goes uh, for, uh, for personally yeah uh i would love to um i have to be honest with you one of my struggles is trying to balance uh work life and personal life ah. and i have a, a seven-year-old da old daughter at home yeah, yeah and uh and she's seven already yeah oh she's getting big oh <laughs> she she was just at the um extravaganza yeah. she loves coming to see the kids sing oh great um but it's tough to leave those guys and um so and, and as you know, we're out we're out a lot of nights and weekends, and yep. we do Shoreline Festival, which is a couple of nights, and Charter Oak, and we do middle school regionals and the high school regionals, mm -hmm. high school all state, and we do you know there's a lot of um, and then of course you get to the musical starting in December and yeah, honestly we're just I'm just coming out of uh, a tunnel of, of a lot of lot of time yep, yep. at work so 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 that I think I think if things quiet down in other ways that would be something that'd be re really you know they're really interested in, but, um, trying to, trying to keep the, the home time as a, as a top priority. <laughs> well, for sure. You get yeah. to that point. There's only, there's only so many, you know, so many hours in the day, you that's know, it. Yep. uh, that, that's great. Uh, you know, as far as the, and I know we got the Memorial Day parade coming up, which is, uh, this year. And so, um, and you know, obviously you guys do the, do the, do the tree lighting and, uh, you know, uh, you know, of course it, we, we talk about the book, you know, what's what's the standard in the book? You know, we got to have the Star Spangled Banner. Oh know? yeah, you know? oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? and so forth. So now, uh, you know, working with the students, I'm getting uh, you know various parts and 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 the selections of, of 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 these songs, and I'm sure they take pride in you know getting their parts down and and uh, working with that uh, as far as that goes. But uh, you know, how do you prepare? Uh, I know most of you know most of what you do with the tree lighting, obviously, is pretty much Christmas songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is much variation there, but, you know, uh, working it out with Kristen and, and, you know, working with the band and so forth, you know. The um, the tree lighting, we end up spending some time um, in our individual rooms. We don't really put it together much until the day of. Okay. Um, and the good thing about that is it's we're only singing the melody, yep. so that makes yep. life a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if everybody, everybody sings the melody, we all know that. That's uh, and, and strength the, in numbers. Yeah, and and these are you know the the singers that usually come are the acapella kids. I um, mean, we've invited the triumph kids the past couple of years too. So we get we get um, kids that that are strong singers, and uh, so they, they're they're good with the melody. They can figure that out pretty quick. Um, and then and then trying to figure it out with the balance with uh, with Kristen, we 
yeah, we usually put that stuff together um, that day. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you know. <laughs> and 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 make it work. Okay. But but like you said, it's it's a, the same. We do a lot of the same songs every year. F- so figuring out the set list. So. Yeah, a lot of those people are you veterans. Know, you mentioned acapella and trians. Uh, differentiate. Talk a little bit about the two the programs. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, well, Trium is the um, Music Honor Society. Okay. So that is um, juniors and seniors that can uh, they can. They apply. They write, write an essay on leadership and um, things they do in the school, and uh, that happens in the fall. Mm-hmm. And we had um, our chord ceremony for our triumph members at the um, at the extravaganza just now. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a it's a, a group of it's it's an honor society for music. Okay. So and they try to you know keep an eye on the music program and and help out a little bit and um, when they can. Now, is there a limit or the number of students that can apply for that? Or? No, uh, we can we can take uh, we can take any any amount of, but it's just you know just they the, have to put the time and the effort into putting the yep. you know, as far as that goes. Get the application in, and they got to be juniors and seniors, right? Right, um, right. In good standing. I, there's a there's a GPA as well, uh, three three point Okay, um, to be in, involved in that too. But. And, and the acapella, talk a little about that. Yeah, acapella. Uh, that's our our top uh, choral ensemble in Portland. Um, that has been an absolute joy to teach um this entire time we get uh, all our strongest singers there is a limit in that group um we have six person limit on each part okay um we actually haven't hit the limit in a couple years um okay. see our covid conversation from before mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh but actually i think um coming in we i think we have six sopranos we might end up with six altos for next year nice um and we get we're trying to fill up those six uh, tenor and bass spots too but they end up doing a little bit extra singing. Um, we're, we do a couple extra songs at the the fall and the winter concerts, um, and we do the tree. Uh, okay. We do the tree lighting. We have been doing caroling around town. We didn't get to do that this past year. Right. Okay. Um, we, we you know we've sung at the senior center and in, in, in a couple other places. Yeah. Um, and that that's been really fun to be out in the community. And I hope we can do that again. Well, you know, in in you know, truth be told, you know, the, the you know, I know for once uh, the seniors absolutely enjoy it they, yeah you know, oh yeah it's just uh, and so engaging you know to, to have them uh even you know when you make your yearly jaunt through the town hall and sing in the hallways yeah. the, the employees love it it's yeah. fantastic and i think the kids like it we, we absolutely it, it's it's definitely I, I think it's the highlight of the year sure and uh and we missed it this year um we usually go through the schools and yeah. um carol for the for the young kids and you know they're holding their hands up for high fives and stuff and yeah uh, they, yeah, we have a really good time. It's, it's really, and again, I think that's great for recruitment too. They see, well, they can see that. Absolutely. Yeah. You see yeah, the look. big kids coming in and singing some fun songs. And, I could do that. Yeah, absolutely. And I've had more than one kid say, Hey, you know, when I was younger, I saw you guys singing and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you part of that acapella. So. See, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Fantastic. So, you know, uh, from vocal parts, is, uh, have, do you have any, um, uh, how should I put this, uh, uh, males that, that sing the Barry Gibb high parts and all. <laughs> <laughs> I strongly encourage that, actually. Uh, I have one student who um, started bass this year, and then I asked him to sing tenor because we need an extra extra tenor. Yeah. And he's got a big enough range that he could do that if he needs to. Okay. So he was singing tenor, and then his he told me his plan was to, uh, to every year he's going to sing the higher part. So he did bass freshman year, he do tenor and then, you know, junior year he'll be do alto and senior year soprano. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, you know, I, I honestly, a lot of the kids, uh, are a little nervous of the higher notes. They, and it's that comfort level, uh, well, you know, especially for the guys, the middle school, even yeah. in the high school, 
um, you know, a lot, a lot of them feel like you have to be singing those low notes or you're not, you're not, you know, manly enough. And, uh, I'm trying to encourage them and open their eyes to the fact that, uh, a lot of the stuff on the radio, they're, they're, they're singing pretty high and, oh, yeah. uh, and oh, people yeah. love it Oh yeah, and they can still be masculine. And, uh, and it's, it, that, that's a, um, that's a pretty constant struggle and has been for, you know, probably forever, but, um, yeah, I've, you know, years ago and back in my playing days, you know, I had, I had a bass player that always, that, that could sing acapella, uh, could sing, uh, uh, falsetto, you know, one of the, one of the big tunes he used to love to do was, was, was reasons, you know, and nice. Yeah. You know, wow. That's up there, you know, and so forth. But you know, it's the type of thing you got to have that range. Yeah. Now, if, if students, um, want to take on vocal lessons what, what do you do how do you do you do you accommodate them there as far as that goes uh i i can't do that myself okay. um but we would refer them to someone like yourself okay or right. uh you know connecticut valley music here or um uh usually what i've run into is that the, um, the student will come in yep. um already taking voice or yep. uh, being involved with yipka or something like that where okay. they where they're meeting people um but yeah, we, we definitely strongly encourage people to take private lessons. I think it really makes you um, a much stronger musician, and then it really ups your chances for being involved in things like regionals and all state sure, and sure. Um, being prepared for that. So um, that any time that can be a part of, and I know sometimes financially that, that can be a, a concern, but uh, but it's it's definitely something that can can take your music. Sure level music game to the next level sure yeah, well just so, just so you know we have one of your your protégés avery co is, is yeah teaching voice. oh avery is fabulous yeah she's uh she's a music major at uconn and she's teaching both voice and piano here now speaking of the musical that wasn't um the little mermaid yeah. um avery co was our aerial and i have to be honest with you she was whew, yeah she was uh she was gonna knock it out of the park yeah, she killed it yeah and um, that was really tough for yeah. for all of us, including her. And yeah. uh, and and it took I think it took a lot of time to get over. Um, thankfully, we had uh, Marley Malinzak who, who came in in 2022 and and killed it herself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. We got we got a lot of talent in this town. But they um, do, you do, right? But yeah, Avery was our was our yeah OG Ariel. Well, it's it's like the yeah you know it's it's like anything you know uh, the old. Uh, saying you know the cream rises to the top yeah you know, yeah and, for sure and that then that really does i mean and she's doing the same thing at yukon now she's you know featured in a lot of they they had a, a grad a recital down there at yukon this past week and you know she had two solo parts you know so. powerful voice uh awesome kid awesome yeah. person yes yes um great combo <laughs> fantastic so yeah anyway well that's great um now looking at you know uh your your, your personal life uh, a little bit i'd like to delve into what what do you like to do for, <laughs> for for hobbies i know you you know with the family i mean uh do you have any hobbies that you like to uh yeah um <laughs> if you ask my if you ask my wife it's gonna be yard work because that's what i've been doing a lot of recently uh, okay. but uh been getting addicted to uh, cutting down the trees in my back. I got some invasive trees that I'm working on uh, right now. So yeah, every- cleared up. Yeah. So so chainsawing has become a hobby of my. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, actually, I'm trying to get involved in, uh, weirdly enough, oyster farming. Really? Yeah. So wow. um, so over COVID and in, in that the darkness that was those few years, um, there wasn't a whole lot of light. And I read this book, uh, How to Eat Like a Fish. Oh, really? And um, it was, I, I I was instantly, you know, you could feel the energy running through your veins. It was, okay. it was, it brought me back to life. And 
the cool part about it was that, I mean, the gist of it is that um, if we can farm the ocean, yeah. uh, it actually will, can heal the planet. It can uh, take the carbon out. It can reverse global warming. Yeah. Um, it, it does a lot of great things. And it's, it's just, it's simple as like, you know, oysters and clams and things yeah. that are filter feeders and that, uh, and that naturally do the things that we need them to do. Sure. Sure. So I got, I, you know, I'm like, Hey, I can, spend a spend some time out on the boat which i love to do anyway and then yep. actually do something good for the planet and well, uh you living down by the shoreline you're really yeah right there as far as that so do you do, you do clamming and, and oyster uh, you know so i i haven't started yet um and i i grew up in clinton but i'm living in chester now oh okay uh, but i'm gonna you know about 20 minutes from okay so i, I got a lease in clinton um, the, the process to get going with oyster farming is uh, pretty wild. Okay. It, how, how does that work? Out? It's, uh, it, it's multi-step. And so I started, I'm trying to think of the, the time for, timeline here, uh, probably a year and a half ago trying to get this going. Okay. Um, and I started by talking to the people in Clinton and you got to get a lease. Um, so you lease an area of water. Oh, okay. um, you pay, you know, X amount of dollars to, to, um, to farm that, that, oh, that water. Okay. okay. Um, and then so people can still boat on it and they can still fish on it. And in fact, um, fishing and boating and all that stuff becomes better because the water quality gets better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you pay that amount and you get your lease through the um, Shellfish Commission in the town. Okay. And then it gets kicked into the state. In the state, you know, you have to put all these um, uh, diagrams of your uh, gear you're going to use and how you're going to set your buoys up and okay. where you want to go and you got to talk to the town and you have to do a town meeting and people can you know have their input in that wow. and um, and then it's a, like an eight to 12 month process going okay. through the state and it's got to go through DEP and it's got to go through Army Corps of Engineers yep. and a whole, a whole lot of stuff. So I'm still waiting on that, but I'm, I'm hopeful that it's going to come through so quick. Now, is there, you know, when you start farming, is there a, a limit that you can farm in a day, in a week or a month, or how does that work? Uh, I'm going to figure that out real quick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've talked, one of my things was I was talking to a lot of the farmers in the area yep, um, yep. and trying to figure out what a realistic expectation for you know, how many seeds to, to use. Um, you start by buying these little uh, oysters. They're, they're, they'll look exactly like an oyster, but they're, you know, they're very tiny, three quarters of an inch, half okay. an inch. Um, and you can put them in bags or cages and you drop them into the water and they, they just feed off of the, the water that's already there. Really? You don't, you don't have to feed them. You don't have to put any weird chemicals in. They just, wow. they clean out what's there and, uh, and, and they grow and they become delicious and uh, <laughs> hey, make you healthy. And, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's just like, Kind of like uh, Deep does with, with stocking fish. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. Yeah. They raise fish and they stock them and whatever. That's so it. You're kind of stocking. You, you, and, and you know, this whole area had a huge oyster population and shellfish population. Um, and then, you know, obviously um, pollution and things like that. And actually it was over um, over harvesting. They, they just. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, as far as, you know, what is there a limit on what you can do? And, no. do, you, and do you have to replenish it every year or is it typically? So, okay. So, so I'm not, so, so the stuff I'm, I'm taking, um, it's seed that's grown in, um, in a hatchery. Okay. So they'll take a couple from the wild and then they, they spawn them and then they grow their own. And then you put those back in the oceans. So you're actually, um, instead of taking them from the natural population, you're actually adding to the Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so you can, you, you know, sky's the limit as far as how many oysters you want to go. Okay. You know, I think until you break your back. But. Okay. Now, <laughs> what's the typical season? Is it spring? Is it fall? Is it? Winter? It can be year round. Uh, I think uh, in the wintertime, they kind of hibernate a little bit. Okay. 
So a lot of people, you know, they don't like ice. They don't like cold weather. So yeah, I got to kind of sink them to the bottom and yeah, yeah. let them hibernate. But um, people will start oyster farming, you know, March and April. Okay. I think usually April. Okay. And you can go all the way through, you know, November, December. Um, and if, you know, if you get an ice, ice cutter and a hammer, you can <laughs> cut through the ice and keep going. What, what's the typical depth that you plant them at? Uh, it can be anything. Uh, I, the, the leases I'm looking at are um, 8 to 12 feet. Okay. So, um, so you go out in the boat? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then, and then you it, put a cage down? Or? Yeah. So you drive a davit with a with a rope and you're supposed to lower the cage down. And, and, and this is all going to be new to me. I still haven't done all this okay, stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, and then there's also floating bags you can use. And those evidently are better because all the, all the good food's at the surface. So okay. um, they, they eat all that up and uh, clean the water and they grow bigger on the surface. Um, so yeah, the bags are easy. You just kind of reach over the edge of the boat and yep. grab them and got to shake them up and, uh, toughen the shells up a little bit. And, okay. um, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Nice. Nice. Well, that's, that's a hobby that I, I haven't heard of. It, it's, it's so weird, but it is, I, I'm, I'm so hooked. It's, it's fascinating to me. That's great. <laughs> that, that, that is great. You know, yeah. you get to a point where, you know, I mean, everybody's, oh, I, 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 I kayak or I do this, yeah. and, you know, and, and so forth. But, uh. Oyster Harvey. Nice. <laughs> That's it. Nice, Sam. That's good. Anything else? What do you like to do with the family? Uh, go out on the boat, man. Uh, okay. Yeah, check that out. Um, we just went to Boston and uh, yeah, go go see the old uh, old town and go to um, uh, the North End. There's a, a restaurant, Il Panino. Oh, yeah. Got the best Italian food I can, I can find. So yes. Il Panino is where it's at. I will go to Boston just for that. Um, we like to go to Newport in the summer. Oh, I go see... Um, the Newport festivals. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, jazz yeah. festival yep. and the um, folk festival. Yes, are, are fabulous. So I I look forward to those every year. And um, my daughter and I go to the beach. We we love the beach. And so that's where I was doing the oyster thing. I'm like, we spend our time on the water anyway. Okay. And uh, makes sense. And then you can be doing something and feel like you're accomplishing something while you're there. You know, relaxing. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure, for sure. Your wife have any hobbies? Uh she's a she's a she's a um she's a bookie. She loves reading. Oh. And uh, actually, she's she's doing a little writing too. So, you say bookie? <laughs> oh, not that kind of bookie. <laughs> she loves gambling. Yes, <laughs> she's a book lover. Book lover. Okay, <laughs> we need to find that for. Our yeah, right, clarify that real quick. <laughs> so, and fiction. Uh, what is she you? is into romance. Really? Yeah, she's into romance. Nice. So nice. yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Any favorite author she has? Man, uh, I should know the answer to this, but uh, she's gonna kill me when she listens to this. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't tell you off the top of my head, but um, that's uh, all right. She definitely has some that she is are her favorites. That's nice, nice, nice. Go from there. All right. So the other the other questions that we try to ask is okay if you had. Uh, Going back to the music vein, okay. Uh, if you had uh, stuck on a desert island, and John always asked this question, yeah. Says, uh, what, what would your desert island albums be? If you oh, want? albums. I thought you were gonna say food. I'm like sriracha. Well, that's, the next, that's, that's, that's the next question. <laughs> I'm going there first. Okay, desert island albums, man. See, my problem is I am uh, musically ADD. I, 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 I cannot stay with one thing. Okay. I have, to, um, I have to continually be adding new music to my repertoire. So okay. I have a problem with purchasing things on iTunes. Okay. Usually it's through the Newport Folk thing, and I'll keep downloading things on there and, and, uh, and get them through there. Um, 
but I, I don't know a couple of them that, that jump off the page to me. Um, man, uh, John Baptiste is amazing. Okay. Uh, and, the, and my other problem is I love everything. So yeah. it's classical, it's jazz, it's, uh, you know, it's everything. So, yeah. Um, well, well, since he left the, uh, what well, he was on tonight show, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now he's out doing his own thing now. and winning Grammys and, oh God, yeah. and he'll play the combo jazz and he'll play the new Orleans style jazz and he'll play, you know, whatever. Great piano. Player. Um, stick with new Orleans. Harry Connick Jr. Has been a favorite of mine forever. Um, not a huge fan of his most recent stuff, but, uh, he's, he's one that's been with me for a long time. Okay. Billy Joel, I think is probably my all time. The piano man. Uh, he's the one that got me into music at the beginning. I, I started playing piano, listening yeah. to him, and um, he definitely is and has been probably the greatest influence in getting me into music and keeping okay. me excited. He's he's definitely, if I had to have you know one person that I could have a concert from, it would be a Billy Joel private concert. That would be fabulous. There you go. So um, pretty much anything from his catalog. Okay. Uh, I would. <laughs> oh, uh, um, songs for, songs in the attic. Oh, okay. the, the live album. I love that one. Okay. Fabulous. Nice. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have too many. It's, it's just, it's like picking your favorite kid, I guess. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's too many amazing things. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. If you had, uh, was there one concert that you went to that really said, okay, this is who I am or this is where I want to be. Or oh man. Uh, you know, Hmm. You know, through college, how many, how many, how many concerts did you go through up in Boston? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. Um, I saw Bob Dylan in the, um, uh, what was that called? The Armory oh. before they took that out in BU. It became, uh, the hockey arena that they yep. put in there. Yeah. But I saw Bob Dylan there. That was pretty good. Um, man, but one concert, in, in, it's probably Harry Connick. Really? Uh, I saw him four or five different times and seeing him get up and, I mean, he, he's he's just hilarious and great singer. But then he gets up and he plays the trumpet and, and piano player. Obviously, he's, he's crazy, great. Piano. And then he's playing the tuba and he, he's just he, just lover of music, multi-instrumentalist. Um, yeah, maybe it's probably the Harry Connick. It was the end of his his um, his tour. And I saw him by the uh, the seaport there. And okay. it, it was fabulous. Well, he, he, he engages the audience. He does. Yeah, know? he makes and it that's, fun. That's so interactive. And, you know. Uh, it, it's just again, it's infectious. You get people involved, and the, the crowd gets into it. And, yeah, you know, and and that works both ways because you know you give, they get, and they you get, feed you off give, of it. Yeah, you feed off of it, and that's you know that's what it's all about. So Arturo Sandoval. Oh, I saw him at Scholars Jazz Club. Oh yes, holy cow, that guy can play. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and I and I say uh, the saxophone player that was with him, I I, I can't remember his name, but uh, I mean the whole. The whole combo was uh, out of this world. Yeah, yeah. So that was one that you sort of peeled to the well, to especially the wall. scholars. That's a you yeah. Know, it's a, that's a nice intimate room. Yep. You're yeah. just basically sitting there having coffee and yeah. hanging out with them. You know. Yeah. It's just like okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's great. There. Wow, fantastic. All right. So we've we've done Desert Island. We've done concerts. Okay. Now, okay. Well, let's let's go to the foods. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping to that first. So basically, anything that's a vehicle for sriracha is my food. Okay. So if I got Desert Island food, it's probably going to be like like jasmine rice and chicken and sriracha. Okay. Because those are that's my that's my vehicle right there. There you go. It's my happy food. <laughs> in, in your happy place. <laughs> that's right. And if you have to go beyond that, I'll have my oysters growing in the water at the Desert Island, so I can eat those. 
Um, that'll be good. There you go. Good point. Good. I think the fish is probably good there. Yeah, I like my fish. So yeah, that would make me happy. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> so how many how many years have you been with with uh, with Portland now? You're, uh, twenty twelve was when I started. Uh, is this eleven? Yeah, I guess it. Yeah, I, I think guess it's it eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So I was nine years in Hanson and then uh, eleven years here. So okay, twenty years of teaching. Okay, so you think this is going to be the uh, the retirement spot? <laughs> oh, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. I'm I'm planning on that. Um, starting in a new district is tough. I mean, you you know you have yeah. to trying to rebuild a program and uh, especially you're coming in blind. Yeah, you know, and like and trying to learn the, the landscape. That's it. And who know. to talk to and who to, how to figure yeah. out. Portland is such a great town, uh, great people, great kids. Um, I love the um, tight-knit community. Um, I, I I love Portland, so I, I, I don't have any plans to leave. Um, if they force me out, then we'll change the, uh, the picture there. <laughs> well, obviously. I'll, I'll have to find something else. But but as of now, I, I would plan on uh, staying as long as I can. It's uh, great. The, the, you guys, you know, between you and Kristen, they've got a very uh, strong music department, and it's... Uh, you know, embraced by everybody in the community. And I say to lose you guys would be a, a travesty, really would. Well, and, and like I said before, it's, it's a family, and um, and, and losing that uh, musical family is tricky too. Um, uh, Sarah uh, Ketter went to Old Lyme, and, um, and I know she's doing well, but I, she's mentioned it's, it, she's new, and yeah, she's, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. meeting new people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's not the same when you have those people that you've been with for, for a long time. Sure. And, um, it's it's like it's like having your blankie. Yeah, absolutely. Or <laughs> well, just you know, it, it, and and you you know you know you spend a lot of time at work, and yeah. it's nice when you enjoy the people you're with, and yeah, exactly. and uh, you feel comfortable with them. So exactly, exactly. So um, okay. So now you know we we've covered that. So what what's on the you know I for for the for the summer you we're, obviously you've got graduation and so forth, and uh, you're gonna take any vacation time and uh, get away and. Yeah, uh, nothing too crazy for, for, we usually go to Maryland. Uh, my wife had some friends down in uh, Annapolis. We usually take a week okay. down there. They've got some kids that um, are friends with Sue's and okay. hang out there a little bit. But they actually are moving up in, into Mass. Oh, okay. Uh, they're, they're, um, uh, our friend got a, a job out in the Cape. So uh, we're looking forward to going out there and visiting him and checking out the uh, Atlantic White Shark Conservancy and all those other, you know, ocean geek uh, destinations. Yeah. Um, so that'll be cool. Um, certainly I got my full festival tickets. Going to go check that out. Yep. Um, really excited. About, all, all, that's always an exciting thing. Cause you know, even the, all the bands you don't know and the groups you don't know, uh, so many talented music. Scene, you, you know? You're going to, you're going to be introduced to a lot of great people. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to getting out on the boat and, uh, looking forward to spend some time. I got the garden going, yep. got the, a couple garden beds. So. Well, it's it's we'll amazing. It you know, this is I think probably going to be John's uh, 110th episode, and he's been doing this, and he's been playing. You know, he's very well known in, throughout the musical uh, uh, landscape in Connecticut. Uh, but Connecticut has a, a humongous. Uh, there's a lot of music happening. Yeah. You know, they're I mean, really more than you can even uh, you you can even find. I mean, it's 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 all over the place. It is, and you know, it's the type of things that. Uh, you know, obviously, with COVID, the live music scene, like anything else, took a hit and so forth. But that's starting to come back a little bit. But yeah, you know, you know it's it's the type of thing that uh, there's there's nothing like live music. Nope. Uh, we went to the Hartford Jazz Festival this past summer. Was it the summer? Mm -hmm. uh, Steve Pack, the piano player. Okay. Uh, he we invited me over, and we went to see 
Um, West Hartford uh, Hall High School. Yep. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. They, they got a strong jazz program. Wow, they were playing with a trombone player from um, Lincoln Center. Okay. And I got to be honest with you, they were keeping up with them. So <laughs> there you go. I mean, you can even go see some of the, the high school groups that are, you know, yeah, there's great music all over the place. We're, we're blessed to have a, um, a great arts community. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we need, to, we need to keep a hold of that. Well, it's, it, it, it's amazing, you know, that uh, where you least expect it, you know, it's, it's, they're coming out of the woodwork and, yeah and it's uh it's very encouraging it really is for you know? sure i mean we're seeing there's a lot of young talented students i you know fortunately you know the last uh two months we've noticed an uptick in you know student enrollment so kids are getting more comfortable coming back and parents are you know i think yes. getting more comfortable going back so uh it's the type of thing that and you know academically you know uh, uh you know a student that has music uh in their life uh statistically you know their spatial iq is better they mm -hmm. you know it just it's you know it's a, it's a good recipe oh it's great it's great for your brain it's great for your uh your emotional i was just reading a book on emotional intelligence and uh just understanding how you're feeling and why you're feeling it that way and uh, man uh that's a real huge key to um success in life is uh is emotional intelligence and there's nothing better and music to, to help bring that out. Yeah, you know, relaxing, um, you know, uh, it motivates you, you know, depending yeah. on what you want to listen to. I know I, you know, I'm a, I'm a jazzer myself, you know, so it's the type of thing. But, you know, you get to a point, you, you get in get into moods. I think I, I'm, I'm going to be into R&B this week, right. or, you know, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so forth. We had, uh, you know, one of our, uh, uh, in fact, our, one of our old Portland alumni, Brendan Toller, okay, he's, off into making uh, uh, films and so forth, and he uh, made uh, a film uh, I called "I Need That Record," and I don't know him and uh, Jeff Slocum. They did a, a roundabout trip uh, across the United States, uh, looking and interviewing people uh, at record stores. That's cool, you know. Hmm. And uh, fortunately, realistically, th this past year, vinyl outsold CDs. Hmm. You know. Well, yeah, CDs are definitely on the decline for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but that's interesting, huh? Yeah, vinyl is is outsold CDs. And know. I know vinyl's taking an uptick for sure. Oh God. Um, well, you know, I, and I don't know. If I can tell the difference between you when you play a vinyl record and you play a CD. Because, for sure. You know, you when you when you play a vinyl record, you have the whole spectrum. You yeah. Know? When you have a, you're playing a CD, you're you're hearing a slice out of the middle. Even the MP3s don't yes. don't have the same quality that, yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough. And and all the stuff I'm getting, my my addiction is all with uh, MP3s, which is unfortunate because uh, <laughs> that's where you're gonna get the live music going on, where you can really get it all. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, we're hoping that you know. Uh, in fact, one of my uh, uh, managers here, he says, you know, well, what's your thought about maybe selling records here? I says, hmm. I think maybe that might be worth looking at. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I, it, and I, I got rid of all my CD players, and um, but I know a lot of people are, are hooking the record players up now. So Hey, I still have my A-track. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, very nice. <laughs> Do you still have all your, your A-tracks to play? I, I, I have probably about a dozen. Okay. okay. The trouble yep. is you, you put them in, and the, the, you know, the, 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 the tape just 
disintegrates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the old Nintendo with the you have to blow on the cartridge or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> then then, then, then it, after it fouls up, it's like a cassette player. You have to oh you know, man, wind it back. Get up the again. pencil. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Exactly. Exactly. Having nightmares. Fun. 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 So anyway, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, great. Um, I think uh, anything else you want to add that we can. Uh... No, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that you um, I'm glad that you were talking about people coming back to the school because because uh, COVID definitely um, I think people were just uh, it was hard to do anything. Yeah. So I think a lot of people just kind of pared down their life and yeah. made it as simple as possible and didn't really even have the emotional bandwidth to go do anything and I'm, I'm really glad that uh, people are getting out and doing more things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, we were asked to perform at a, um, a, a memorial uh, f- for the 9/11, victims of 9-11 uh, at the Bushnell with the oh, okay. uh, Middlesex Hospital vocal cords. Yes. Um, the acapella was a couple years ago. And, uh, and we, of course, I said, yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay. um, We were able to do that. Uh, I think that was last year. Last okay. year. Um, it was the 20th anniversary. Yes, and um, Joyce put a lot of work in. She did. Joyce Jen, um, has been working her butt off with the vocal cords for over thirty-five years, probably yes. thirty-six, thirty-seven. Um, so she, she she got us doing that, and then she invited us to a winter concert, and then uh, and, then, <laughs> and then she dropped some hints and kind of was like, "Hey, yes, would you like to be the director?" <laughs> and of course, I, my initial reaction was like, "I, you know, like I said, my my uh, work life balance is really important, and yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. make sure." everything stays healthy and, and good. Um, and, and I was around COVID time. So, yes. uh, you know, okay. my capacity was a lot smaller. I almost forgot all about yeah. that. So, so are you, are you, are you the new Gina F- Fredericks? I, I, so I am definitely not the new Gina Fredericks because <laughs> she is an amazing woman. Yes. But, uh, but I'm attempting to fill her, her role, her yeah. spot there. Okay. So, okay. um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, this is my second, this is my third season with the group. But this will be my second concert with them tomorrow. Oh, yes. At 7 o'clock at the Portland High School. Um, we would love to see you come down and uh, and listen to us. Uh, the group is, has been, man, uh, some great, great singers. Yes. It's, and it's such a big big group, too. It's 85 people. Wow, yeah. Um, all love singing, all want to be there, all, um, you know, putting putting their all into it. And it has been a really musically satisfying um, situation in, in uh really helped. I, I was a little worried about the burnout factor of, you know, you got the rehearsals every week and yep, you're, yep, you know, yep. two hours. And, but, uh, it's actually been the opposite. It's been, uh, feeding some, some life and some energy and it's been a lot of fun to work with these guys. So well, I, you know, uh, I, I know my brother knows somebody that's in the vocal cord. He said, you know, the repertoire has been updated. <laughs> we're, been we're updated. doing some new stuff. I'm not yes. sure everybody's like totally th- psyched about all those, but we, we do try to try to um, mix up the, the songs. We'll do some of the, some of the traditional stuff and we do a couple new things and, uh, yeah, we're mixing it up a little bit. Yeah, we're having no, fun. He's excited. He's coming up. He <laughs> says, do you want to go with me? I says, yeah, I'll go. Yeah. yeah. So he's after he's, he, they live in Killingworth. So after he goes to, uh, Five, uh, four o'clock mass. He's going to come up. We're going to go up to uh, and have dinner at Malili's and then head to the concert. Yeah, so be, uh, it's going to be a night out. So That's fans, great. Fans. We, we have uh, scholarships. We're going to be handing out. We got three uh, high school scholarships for um, for kids doing music and nursing. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great group and they do great things and uh, you know just 
spreading joy through music uh, as a philosophy was right up my alley. Yeah, just so you know, too, I, I, you know, I, I put together a, a scholarship for my wife, so for dance and music. So nice. If you, you know any students that you know want it? We got a couple applications, but please. Perfect. Put, yeah. Put 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 in an application. It's on our website, on Con Valley's website, or just go see Linda Henry at the uh, awesome uh, uh, the uh, uh, guidance department. Yes. Uh, would love to you know get. Uh, spread the deal, you know, as far as with the arts and, and dance and so forth. And, That's uh, great. That's a um, wonderful, wonderful thing. So fantastic. So, well, so great. Um, so uh, how many concerts now you do? You always do uh, two concerts a year or one? Concert? Oh, uh, the, yeah. So, so there's a, um, there's a winter session and then the spring session. Uh, winter session is usually, we're going to start end of August, kind of when school starts. Okay. Um, and then we have the concert, I think it was December 11th this past year. Okay. Um, so we'll do, do a lot of Christmas stuff. Okay. Um, holiday music. Uh, we did a little Hanukkah there too. Okay. Um, and then we start the next session. We did it in February, beginning of February. Okay. And we go through um, for this this performance now on Saturday. Is 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 John Lamatcher still playing piano for you? No. Um, Alan. Um, Alan's playing p- piano for us. He is. I think John had played for a long time. I yes. think he just recently. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, re- he retired. I think. Yeah. 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 Our, our uh, um, Alan is is is. Incredible piano player. Okay. Yeah, um, John played with me for years in the group. And, okay. You know, you know, and so forth. Yeah. And in fact, uh, he was, you know, I used to go pick him up before he couldn't drive. That's amazing. And he played a Fender Rhodes uh, and so forth. But they, yeah, well, that's great. Well, Sam Tucker, thank you so much for coming down. I hope you, uh, yeah, we had a little, covered a lot of ground tonight. We did. Yeah, we so. did. Dave, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate the time. All right. Fantastic. So, Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this episode of the John Peckman Podcast. I'm your host, filling in for John uh, today. And uh, in the house today was our chorus director from Portland High School, Mr. Sam Tucker. So, Sam, thank you so much. And we're looking forward to uh, your concert this weekend with the vocal cords. And as John would always say, that is all.